when uncomfortable emotions come up, whether it be anger or sadness or fear or whatever, the worst thing you can do is stifle those emotions. Yeah. Worst thing you can do is go, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. You know, everything's fine. Like, I mean, really, I'm not saying if, if people have coping mechanisms, that's fine. Like I, I have, I drink wine, I'll have a cocktail, but if you are doing that to really numb your emotions, it's going to come back. Exactly. You're just owning <laughs> it. You're just pressing pause and eventually the pause button will get removed and you're going to issue like a flood. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Moms on the Grind podcast, the podcast for the working moms, the hustling moms. My name is Sarah Desmore, and I'm your host. On today's episode, I had the privilege of interviewing one of my very good friends. And it wasn't just an interview. We actually went live on Instagram and we discussed, you know, us being two women with children and working full-time during this crisis, right? We talk about our emotions, how we're doing, how we're feeling, etc. But one thing that I wanted to say is that Taya is somebody that I highly, highly admire. So her and I were both invited last year to be on a panel at a company that we work for. And interestingly enough, we had to discuss, you know, how we're using social media with our business. And even before the panel, we connected on social media. We had a little group chat going on and I could already feel her energy. I could feel how much of an amazing person she is, of a strong woman she was. And then when we met, it was instant connection. You know, when you meet someone and immediately to become your friend for life, that's what it was with Taya, right? So so we had the opportunity to be on different panels together. I went back to California. We met up different times. We talk on the phone all the time. We exchange ideas, information. She, Taya is somebody I admire a lot. She's a hustler. She's had a lot of wins. She's had a lot of triumphs. I mean, I look at her and she she's a model for me, right? So I am privileged to be her friend. I had the privilege to go live with her and to discuss how we're dealing with this whole coronavirus situation. Guys, this episode is full of gems. Make sure you grab a pen, some paper. There's so many notes you can take. Even I was taking notes during the interview while she was talking. So guys, once again, Taya DiCarlo, amazing realtor, wife, mother of two, my good friend, and quick public service announcement. So Remember, we went live, so there's some moments during the episode that the sound isn't the best, especially on my end. You know, I was live, she was live, we kind of have a little bit of echo sometimes, and I was thinking, should I still publish it? Should I redo the interview with her or whatnot? And I said, you know what, fuck it, let me just publish it, because the gems that you're going to find are or worth it, right? I don't think that they would have come out the same way if we redo the the show. So, you know, I apologize in advance for some of the echo you might hear, especially at the beginning, but around 10 minutes, it gets better. So guys, get ready. I think it was like a week and a half ago. I was like, let me check on (laughs) Taya. Yeah. I'm not kidding you guys. It was, um, and this is me with my, you should see my ghetto ass setup right now. (laughs) I mean, seriously. My name's Taya DiCarlo. I'm a real estate agent with Compass in Los Angeles. I'm one of the founding agents of the South Bay office in Manhattan Beach. And um, I am a mom of two energetic boys, um, ages three and a half and five and a half. And uh, they, uh, yeah, my little one's usually in preschool. He's at home. 
Um, oh, he's three and a half. Okay, and okay. my other one's in kindergarten and, um, we are implementing some homeschool things too. Um, my husband is a, a wealth advisor. And so being in the finance industry, he's been deemed, um, and hi everybody who's joining us. Uh, he's been deemed an essential service. Um, and now officially real estate agents have too. So technically we are allowed to work. Uh, the company that he works for is even supplied access to childcare. And so we're abiding by all, you know, health and safety regulations with that. We're having the same person who's been in isolation come to us for a couple hours every morning that just started this week. So for the past two weeks, I've been in the thick of it, um, trying to work from home. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you'll be, like, they'll probably come up here screaming at once at one point, but we're just going to roll with it. Um, but yeah, Sarah and I decided to do this uh, live call because, um, you know, I found that a lot of us have been dealing with this, like we're going through the stages of mourning, right? There's, den- <laughs> there's, there's denial, there's anger, there's sadness, um, and then there's this like level of insanity where you're like laughing at yourself. And I, I feel like a lot of us, um, and I don't know, chime in everybody who's watching right now. Sometimes I feel guilty for laughing or for poking fun or for like posting memes because yes, what we're going through is unprecedented. It's very sad. It's very tragic and scary. But at the same time, like we're human and every day is a struggle. So the first question I wanted to ask, well, for both of us to talk about, in terms of time management, what have you had to adjust? <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, I, I can, I'm just going to keep it real with everybody who's uh, who's on right now. Um, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing um, online is that is basically saying like, oh, hey, here's a schedule, follow this, here are tips for homeschooling, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like completely overwhelmed. Um, I'm usually the type of person who goes to bed early and wakes up early. Um, I'm now waking, I'm going to bed super late. I have this level of insomnia that is uncontrollable. Um, I find myself scrolling on social media, looking for an outlet. Cause once my kids go to bed, I feel like that's the first break I've gotten like all day. Even if I do have a babysitter come for a couple hours, it's like, I'm, I feel like cabin fever. And so I then wake up late because I go to bed late and then I'm feeling groggy and I'm not even drinking every night. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, on, on the, the night or two that I allow myself to have a cocktail, you know, I wake up in the morning feeling more groggy than usual, but lately I've been feeling like shit and it's been really hard to maintain, um, some structure and a schedule. And, um, and I wake up to my three-year-old jumping on my bed. And so the the struggle is real, you know? And have you done anything to try to like, like time management wise, what have you done to try to do you know, it's work and whatnot? Like, what did you have to do? Yeah. She says, what I'd give for wine pregnant over here. Sorry, Amy. We're going to non-alcoholic beer or something. Um, and I'm going to hold my phone cause I feel like it's, it's better for the Wi-Fi for whatever reason. Um, but as far as readjusting, um, I actually just did an interview, um, on, 
on the computer before you. I did a, a Zoom call with my personal trainer. Um, and I will say that prior to the COVID crisis, I felt like I was running at a level 10. I was having the best first quarter of my career. I had, you know, almost $5 million in escrow on top of that. And I've, I've recently lost eight pounds. Um, so I feel like, thank you. So I feel like my life was running at a level 10. And all of a sudden this crisis happened and the two big escrows that I had fell out. And so that was a lot of income that I thought I was going to have um, that poof, you know, in real estate for a lot of the real estate agents that are watching right now, you can have it all. And like that it's gone, but that's the nature of our business. Um, and overcoming obstacles is nothing new for an entrepreneur. Um, and so if you, for me, I've adjusted my mindset to say, okay, this is just another obstacle. Yeah. This is, it's temporary. It will pass. And so where I've, where I've pivoted in my structure of my day is I've told myself, make sure I dedicate an hour of the, of the day for me, whether that be yoga, whether that be meditation. I, I'll be the first to admit the other day, um, I took a drive and I went to the Home Depot parking lot and I fucking sat there. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking sat in the Home Depot parking lot and I just listened to music and I zoned out. And so it was so therapeutic. And so when it comes to structure of my day and where I've had to make, make changes, I've actually told myself it's okay to not have a very strict, strict regimented schedule. It's like, I tell myself as long as I wake up and, and I know this sounds kind of funny, but as long as my food is right, as long as I've, I've had my, my bullet coffee in the morning, one thing I can control, it's what I'm putting in my body, right? I can't control how my kids are acting. I can't control the mood that my husband's in. I can't control a lot of things, but I can control my nutrition. Um, and I can control meditation and exercise. And I feel like that has been my saving grace because the business up until Saturday, we weren't allowed to do anything. No. It was yeah, like, no, it was totally different for you because then that's why I thought of you because I remember so just you know I went to California in January and we hung out and I saw you and we were talking about everything and I'm like when I saw that because my mom lives in California my mom's in LA and when I saw that they shut down everything I was like holy shit I should have gone up because it must not be easy and you know my on my end. What people don't know and what sometimes realtors don't talk about, and I feel like we need to talk about it. So while I was in Trinidad having the time of my life. Yeah, you were. Okay, (laughs) on a Friday before I came back. So like maybe three, four days before I left, I have $2 million of business that fell through. Yeah. Okay? $2 million of business. So imagine I'm having a blast. I'm having fun. I'm like set. I'm like, you know what? When I come back, these things are going to close. That's even before COVID. That's before, you know, like that's like a month before, which seems like a year ago, but a month before everything that happened, you know, I came back and it's like, while I was on vacation, I didn't um, process it as much, you know? So um, when I came back, it really hit me. It was really hard for me. Um, I thought my life was over and people that have children can relate to that. So like, like if I, when I was single and having no children, children or whatnot, it's like, if things don't fall through, I don't care if I have to like go to a bar and be a bartender or whatever for a little bit. Yeah. Right. But when you have children, when they don't fall through, like me, the first thing in my mind is how am I going to be with my daughter? Like, am I going to be okay to pay the bills? And the everything. stakes are high. Mm-hmm. The stakes are much higher. So it was really difficult. But then of course in our business, 
you fall down, you come back up. You fall down, you come back up, right? So um, I was coming back up and things were still working and now this thing happened, right? So it, it was just, for me, it was very, it's like two devastations, right? Like in a month. Okay. What, I'm curious, what's your schedule like? Like, you know, you have, you're a single mom, mm-hmm. you know, you have one daughter, you know, who, who needs your attention. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's your schedule like? Is it, when we say work from home, I mean, do you have support? Do you, how do you, how do you structure your day? So my sister came to stay with me. This is really awesome. So my sister is with like at my apartment I live in a condo so initially I was like oh my god this is gonna be great I'm in a condo there's like a pool there's a gym guess what everything's closed so what I did so what was difficult for me was that was what was an adjustment is because my daughter had spring break she's she has been waking up at like 10 30 a.m so these past couple days I had to force her up the mornings I wake up and I I tried to to wake up before her yeah, because that's going to be your only time to get stuff done. Even if it's like 30 minutes before her, like mornings, like this morning, I woke up at the same time as her and it was a nightmare. And that's what's been happening to me lately. I've been, um, Luca has been jumping on the bed at like 630 in the morning um, and basically saying, you know, mommy, mommy, you know, what's like, like they've asked me, do we have to play pretend school today? They think it's pretend school, but it's actually school, you know? So, like, for me, the mornings now, my daughter has homeschool from, like, 9 a.m. till, like, 11.30, right? And I have to be fully present. She's in kindergarten. I can't just be like, here, do your work, child. You know, like, I really have to be next to her. And there's some stuff that she does, like, on the paper. I'm able to, like, answer an email, right? Or, like, answer a text message from my client. But I, I kind of had to, like, switch my schedule around. Yeah. And I usually call my clients in the morning, but now I have to do it in the afternoon. I have to kind of like reverse things. But I'm like, guess what? Everyone's home. So whatever. Who cares if I have to call people at 7 p.m., right? 100%. And let's be honest. Everybody else who's working from home, they have, if they have kids, they're doing the same thing. Exactly. Someone said in the comments that they're up at 5. So I usually wake up at 5. That, that's usually what my whole game plan is because my daughter wakes up at, at 7. And I usually wake up at 5. But just like Taya... I've been getting crazy insomnia. Like I'm falling asleep at 2 a.m. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just um, anybody else like that. Like if you're watching right now, are you having a hard time falling asleep lately? Like I, I really, I'm, okay, I'm curious to know because I feel like I'm not knowing that I'm not the only one having insomnia. I feel like that's also a symptom of just anxiety. And what's insane, I usually take CBD, I take melatonin, it makes me sleep, but now none of that is working. It's really weird. Girl, I hit a joint, okay? That's oh, yeah, I, that works. That works, too. <laughs> that, that definitely works. <laughs> and, you're, and you're in Cali. <laughs> in California, and, um, you know, when the kids go to sleep, it's like having a glass of wine. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's actually better than a glass of wine. Probably better, because you don't get a hangover. Exactly. So, you know, our schedules have changed, but it's just a matter of, like, adjusting and making yeah. sure that... Like things are, it's like things are switched around. There's no like mornings, there's no nights, there's no lunch. It's it's just weird, but it's like that for everyone. Like I had to remove in my head that, oh, it's just me and for me, for me, for me. It's literally every single person in the world right now. Yeah. And I think that, um, to that point, when I first, when I first came to LA, um, I did some acting and I, you know, was, I did some improv and one of the, the first rules of improv is to say yes and right? You say yes. yes. So if someone's like, if someone says we're in, you know, um, we're in Antarctica, 
then you go, yes, and I'm wearing a Santa hat. And they're like, yes, and I'm doing this. So you just, you yes, and, and yes, and. So right now we are playing the game of improv in life, right? Say yes, and, because there are some things that we cannot change. So if you have the mentality, instead of resisting and saying, no, that's not the way things should be, you switch your mentality and you say- It's all the mindset. It's all mindset, all of it. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's cliche because it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the other day, this was yesterday, I'm losing track of the days. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that in the very beginning of this, when this all went down and I remember telling my husband to go to Whole Foods or go to the, the nearest grocery store and, and get some groceries, um, I sat in my pantry and cried and I just, it was kind of like a primal cry. Like this feeling of helplessness, this feeling of fear, what's going to happen next, who's going to, you know, and, and, and it sounds really saying it out loud right now sounds kind of selfish because I feel like I, I have a lot of, um, things that I consider privileges right now. And I feel like I don't even have it that bad. I mean, there are friends of mine on my block right now who have been laid off, who've lost their jobs and they don't have the option like we have to keep working and to, to come up with solutions. They were used to that steady paycheck. Um, and, and it's really, that's the thing with us is the fact and I I feel like something that was like a disadvantage to us is kind of an advantage in our situation. We're used to waiting 30 to 45 days before getting paid. 90 days, sometimes six months. (laughs) A year. year. (laughs) And then then you get it all at once and you have to be, you know, really disciplined about how you spend your money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, we are like it's like in a way we're privileged, but I think it's totally normal to have some kind of like mild depression. I'm pretty sure they might call it like you know how they have postpartum depression. Yeah, there's gonna be some some type of like COVID depression. Like the other day, no, yeah, actually yesterday morning, I already have insomnia. I live in like downtown Coral Gables, so I see everything. Usually, it's like a downtown, and I yesterday I like stood on my balcony like crying at like 7 a.m. because I couldn't see the people walking. And the reason I moved there is because I love life. I love seeing people walk everywhere and just standing on my balcony and not like not seeing anyone at all at a time that's usually super, super busy. Like I was just there crying, crying, crying. And just, I'm like, what am I, what's going to happen to us? But then again, it's like, I have to get back into it because I'm like, you know what? We're healthy. We're happy. We have healthy children. It's, a time also that I feel like they're always going to remember that their whole lives. Yeah. That, that one time that we were stuck at home for like a month and a half or whatever it is. So like for us, you know, just staying at home, it makes us connect to our clients, but it also teaches us a lot about ourselves. Like it made me realize that what, like once I get into discipline and I'm doing things very disciplined and then the moment I get off track, I get off track very fast. Yeah. So this is teaching me, like, I need to get my shit together. It, you know, if I was waking up at 5 a.m., it's not because this thing is going on that it means that everything is, you know, permanent. I'm not on vacation anymore. And when I don't have discipline, it also affects my mood. And it affects oh, how I feel about 100%, myself. 100%. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, if there's anything I've learned from the shit that I've been through prior to this, um, you know, is that when when uncomfortable emotions come up, whether it be anger or sadness or fear or whatever, the worst thing you can do is stifle those emotions. Yeah. 
worst thing you can do is go, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. You know, everything's fine. Like, I mean, really, I'm not saying if, if people have coping mechanisms, that's fine. Like I, I have, I drink wine, I'll have a cocktail, but if you are doing that to really numb your emotions, it's going to come back. Exactly. You're just owning <laughs> it. You're just pressing pause and eventually the pause button will get removed and you're going to, mm. it's going to hit you like a flood. And so what I've found in trialing times is that when you actually feel your feelings and cry, let it out, um, laugh when you feel like laughing, you know, like do, do whatever it takes to, to actually feel what you're going through and give your feelings a name. That's what I have found when I'm... You actually told me that. So, like, when I came back from Trinidad, I literally, like, I just texted Taya. You know, when I told you guys, any people just joined up now. So, when I was on vacation, I there's $2 million of business that fell through. And I just texted you, like, um, you know, hey, but then immediately you're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? No, I, 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 I got on the phone with her. I was like, okay, we need to talk And I'm just there, like, crying on the phone. Like, I have all these deals that fell through. Like, I feel inadequate. Like, I feel like I'm not a good realtor. I felt like I fucked up and everything. And you told me, you're like, just write down how you're feeling. Like, give your feelings a name. And that really helped because it made me realize the feelings that I named, they're just feelings. They're not reality as to who I am as a person. 100%. And if you mm-hmm. actually do that right now and, mm-hmm. and start writing down exactly what's bothering you about this COVID crisis, right? Mm-hmm. You could say, I'm fearful that I'm going to get it, or I'm fearful. I'm fearful for my parents, for my, parents you know? or my grandparents, yeah. or for whatever, or I, I don't know where my next paycheck's mm-hmm. going to come from. Like, start writing down and identifying your problems. And then start writing down proposed solutions. And yeah, that's so. And I I do that with clients. <laughs> you know, and get the inspection report. No, but it's true. Like, it's, you can't always like complain, 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 or just oh my life is like find a solution, find yeah. different. Sometimes you don't even realize that you find different solutions, and you're like, oh shit, it's not the end of the world. Right. Well, and and here's the other thing I want to point out. Like, I am not perfect. Oh, you know what I got. Um, and I know that in the world of social media and Instagram, we put out this, um, this filter for lack of a better word of what, how we want others to view us, how we want others to see us and whether we put a filter on a video or a filter on a photo, or we, we improve our lighting or we're organizing the way our tiles look on our Instagram page. We're controlling the way people see us. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all human. Um, you know, I am not proud of the fact that, you know, I've, I've yelled, yelled at my kids that I have fought with. Oh my God, I've done that too. And I feel like, again, we need to talk about this. Like everyone acts like everything is perfect. No, like I've lost patience for stupid reasons just because like, okay, some people, okay. And I'm just going to be another super transparent again. I am not made to be a stay-at-home mom. No, me not. I'm not. And I have the respect I have for stay-at-home moms is like to the roof because it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to do that. Even for teachers, you know, like, like just having the patience for children all day is yeah. not my forte. So for me, like my daughter started daycare when she was 10 months old. Yeah. Right. But I'm a better mom. I feel like when I have other things to do and right. then later, like during the day or in the mornings, like I'm in, a, I'm just in a better mood. I just don't lose patience as fast because it's like I, I did different things and then I get to be a mom. So now we have to be a mom full time and also work full time while being a mom full time. So it's like it's normal. We're not going to 100 percent become perfect and become awesome at doing the, the, those two jobs at the same time. 
because Absolutely. we didn't have to do it. You know, Absolutely. and are you get and are you getting any help? And that's something also that sometimes I'm like super pissed because you know, bloggers or people online, they don't show that they have three nannies, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I like I will say that Vinny and I are fortunate enough to, to be married, right? Like I want to point out that I'm grateful that I'm married. I, I was raised by a single mom. And so when I grew up, um, our house and my brother's on right now. So what's up, bro? Um, you know, our house was always messy. Um, we, we always were rushing. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of chaos growing up, but that being said, our house was full of love. Um, and we had a beautiful childhood, um, but now I recognize the fact that being married is, a, is, a, is really is a luxury, right. To have a partner to, um, when you're stressed and you're snapping at the kids to kind of tap the other person in and go, okay, you handle these guys. Like yeah. I don't, I don't have the patience for this. So as far as help and support goes, um, I've told Vinny this. And so if he watches this, this live video, I, you know, I want him to know that I am grateful for the fact that he loves to cook. Um, and that's become kind of an outlet for him to have his break is he likes to cook in the kitchen and I like to cook too, but lately he's been doing a lot of the cooking. Um, and we've really been delegating those tasks. And for the first two weeks, it was just us, you know, we didn't have, and and I know this sounds very like a bougie problem to have, but like, you know, we have someone come clean. It's not a bougie problem. I don't, I don't think it's a bougie problem. I think it's knowing your strengths and then. You know, that's how I look into it. You know your strengths and you delegate. Totally. Vinny, Vinny and I are both full-time working parents. And so my philosophy is I never want to argue about a dirty house. I never want to argue about whose turn it is to clean the toilet or whose turn it is to fold the laundry. And so because we're both, you know, uh, business owners and we had enough funds to do that prior to COVID, we were outsourcing and delegating all of these housekeeping tasks. So when we come home and on the weekend, we can be with our children and spend and all- spend quite exactly. And that, that's the thing. Like I'm okay with cleaning. It's like, I'll do it. But then do I want to spend my entire day, my entire Saturday that I have offered my Sunday mm-hmm cleaning and doing laundry rather than hanging out with Eva or doing an activity. So it's like you pick your, and you also have to know, like, is it worth the cost? And for me, it's totally worth it. But now, now that we're on lockdown, I don't have a cleaning lady. Right. Me neither. So now I'm like, I, you should see me. I like have my spray bottle and my, my wipes and my towels. And I'm like cleaning the house constantly. We're taking turns, putting things away. Inspire me. It is, it is a nonstop. <laughs> but now, but here we are like, you have to think about this, right? Being a, a, a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home parent, right? Being a stay-at-home parent is a full-time job. Being a teacher is a full-time job. Being an entrepreneur who only eats what they kill is a That's full, what we do. full-time job, which is what we do. Put all three of those. And then being a loving parent is a full-time job. So put all of those together and you have a lot of things on your to-do list and then add the pressure and the stress and the anxiety of a global pandemic happening. And it's like, it's really fucking scary and it's overwhelming and it's enough to make a sane, well-off person snap. So anybody who struggles with depression, who's on medication for, for depression, um, or, or, you know, is just overwhelmed and, and not, you know, diagnosed, I'm sure 
that those people are struggling and, um, and and undiagnosed people, undiagnosed people, because there is seasonal depression. So imagine now 100%. And here we are, you know, it takes, I feel like it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there on camera, um, on Instagram and to tell people, look, you know, these are the struggles I have. Um, and we're just keeping it real, um, and letting people know that they're not alone and that they can reach out to other people, do more FaceTime, you know, yeah. go on more Zoom calls, Zoom happy hours. Get and do less watching of the news. That's something mm-hmm. that I feel like some people are very, very stressed out. And I've like advised some people that I love and that I know. Some people that I know and whom I love a lot and I care about you, I'm like, please just get off. Because even me, it stresses me out just going on Facebook and seeing the yeah. bullshit that people post that like 75% of the time isn't even accurate. Don't post these freaking bogus articles. It's very, very stressful. And there's so much information out there that, okay, we know what's going on. We have a good idea of what's going on. I don't think there's a point with all the stress that you talked about, right? Full-time entrepreneur, full-time mom, full-time work. If you're still working and whatever it is, yeah. just, and then on top of that, adding like the news all day about a global pandemic with numbers of deaths and diseases, like it's just overwhelming. Well, and on that note, let's talk about wins. Let's let's talk about yeah. Let's that's a good idea. Let's talk about some happy shit because I feel like mm-hmm. in spite in spite of all of this, um, I do feel and you know, and I'm just gonna say it because it's true for me, and I think it's true for you as well. Um, being part of an ecosystem. Let me some questions. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> um, being part of um, you know having a business coach. Right. Like I have a business coach um, through the Tom Ferry organization. I have a health and wellness coach Um, having the support where I I feel that because I have a game plan with my business, I'm able to now navigate and and pivot and have some information and other people to bounce ideas off of. Like I just had a call the other day um, from a woman who is in Colorado and maybe she's on this call right now. Her name's Ashley. And, um, and she emailed me and she's like, Hey, do you sell real estate in Hermosa beach? You know, I follow you on Instagram and you know, I'm a big fan and blah, blah, blah. And, and so I emailed her back and I, instead of getting on a call, I just said, Hey, can we FaceTime? And so actually FaceTimed and we had a ton in common and it was so cool to have this sort of like human interaction. And I have to admit that if we weren't in this pandemic situation right now, I don't know if I would have jumped on a FaceTime call with her. 100%. But my instinct was to see her face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't care what you look like right now. This is the first time I put makeup on in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my roots are going in and my nails, you know what I mean? Whatever. But it's like we were able to have this sort of face-to-face interaction. And she's referring me to a client. And now you know, I'm able to use the technology that I have, mm-hmm. utilize Zoom calls, utilize the digital presentation, utilize virtual tours. I'm able to like text leads. Uh, a virtual- even what we're doing now, we would do things like that, but like at conferences, you know, that's actually how I met Taya because we were like on a panel together um, last year. So it's like, you know, usually we do that, but now it's like, hey, this is an opportunity for us to get on IG Live and connect with more people, right? Because of technology. Yeah. And also, I find that, like, during these times, okay, some people, some realtors are going to want to kick my ass for this, but everyone who, like, just buys leads, right? 
So yeah. this is a huge, if this not, this is not a fucking aha moment that human interactions and sphere in relationships with people are more important than fucking buying weeds. I don't know what else is. Yeah. Because this is the time that you'll see that all those connections you've made, everyone that you talk to on a regular basis, like real human interaction that are genuine and that are real. This is the best time that they're coming into fruition. Because I find that I have closed some deals recently, right? And I do have things pending, and they were they were all made through genuine connections or genuine referrals from amazing realtors from social media. And another thing is kind of like you, I have this whole calendar thing that I had, you know, for people to schedule a phone call with me, and I added the virtual conference aspect to it. So now when realtors refer me. A client, it's not just you're calling me or you're emailing me. We're getting on a Zoom call and I'm getting to know you, right? Yeah. So it's just it's changed the dynamics and it's also reinforcing the importance of genuine interactions. A hundred percent. I mean, there's there's nothing that's going to turn you off more than someone calling asking you for business right now. I had an escrow person. I don't even know what company oh, they were. Mm-hmm. They called me like last week. And they're like, we want to let you know that like, you know, we offer this and we offer that. I wanted to be like, bitch, I just had two deals fall through. I am not <laughs> to, to your business. You know, what would have been a better approach is if they actually called. Hey, how and, are you doing? Da, 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 da. I just want to introduce myself. Yeah. How are you handling? Like, what challenges do you have? We're finding that a lot of agents are struggling with X and here's how we're offering to help. Mm-hmm. That would have been much better solution to a problem. Exactly. And I want to really congratulate you, Sarah, on your idea of giving back. Um, You recently did a post about, you know, giving away $500 to five different people in need. Um, And that's something that I'm going to be doing. Yay! uh, I'm so happy. Inspired by you. And so, you know, I think that one of the beautiful, positive things that's coming out of this crisis is that we're getting to see people's true colors. Um, how, how you react in a situation like this says a lot about you and Sarah, you have such a huge heart, um, you. you know, being able to put yourself out there and, and whether or not you even have the $500 to give it, that wasn't even a question. It was, well, I'm going to figure it out. I, that's what I said. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, like, it's just going to be, it's just going to be because there's, there are people out there who are struggling. And so, um, I am, it, it's not lost on me that there are people out there that April 1st is tomorrow. Oh my God. Rent, oh my is, God. rent is due. Bills are due. Um, we're going to start seeing a different level of, of panic and fear set in, in the weeks to come because, you know, being in Los Angeles, being in Miami, there and are the $1,200 is not going to do anything for us. I'm just it's, saying it because we have a higher cost of living. Right. Well, and then think about your friends who work in the um, service industry. Listen, so we have we're on the, the call now and we're talking about how, so my sister who's staying with me, um, you know, I have my dad, my dad's in his 60s, so it's better that she just stays with me during that time and she gets to help me with email. So my sister's a makeup artist. So anyone who's in events, who's a wedding planner, who's a makeup, it's not, you know, they're, they're not, they lost everything for God knows how long, right? So all of those people, I feel like, like even my sister, I'm just like, holy shit, like what's going to happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like people, we're really going to start feeling as a society, like you said, in the next couple of weeks. And I'm really, really grateful that she's here because if she wasn't, my mind would have exploded. It's really, really difficult. 
I don't have a husband at home. I don't have a nanny. Even my cleaning lady, she's not cleaning houses right now. Right. So, she wants to protect you and her family, you know? Exactly. Which is totally normal, but I would have allowed her in my house. <laughs> when I brought you. She's like, I'm like, you are exempt. Okay. Whenever you're coming in. You are essential. Like, I, I literally would pay her double. I would have probably yeah. paid her double, but I mean, and I totally understand, but if my sister wasn't there, I don't know what I would have done. You know, like, so that's why I talk about, like, it's so important to have a village. Even if it's not a husband, it could be a friend. It could be someone that's going to entertain your kid on FaceTime for an hour, like a family member or whatnot. It's so important to, like, like we were talking about before, you know, human interactions. Yeah. Like genuine interactions. Totally. And I think that um, every day, if you make time to call and check in on someone, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's huge. Even if you send them a text or like, you know, a video or a photo or something, um, you know, like I just, I texted a friend, a a picture that popped up in my Facebook memories from like eight years ago. And I texted it to her and I said, this popped up in my feed. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't seen this picture in a while. It made me smile. And I hope you and your family are doing okay. Um, And so I think that if we, if we all put our fear aside and start paying at paying things forward with, um, with just love and generosity that it will come back around and eventually this will pass. It will. Um, will, like everything else, like everything else. And we're going to come back stronger. This is obviously unprecedented. And for the people who work in the service industry, they will be hit the hardest. Um, I'm not worried about, you know, my friends who lost money in the stock market. That goes back like that goes back up. It's gonna come back. Yeah, but the people who are living on less than a hundred grand a year, which is a lot of money, by the way, but anybody who lives on less than a hundred grand a year and live in metropolitan areas like the San Francisco Bay Area, LA, Seattle, um, Miami. Miami, Chicago, Boston, New York, I mean, those people who relied on tips, who relied on commission. Um, I have a friend of mine who's a wedding Contact. coordinator. No, Contact. forget it. My friend who's a wedding coordinator, she only gets paid her bonuses when the events happen. All of her events just got postponed till next year, which means she won't get paid those bonuses for a year. Think about that. You know, and she's just one of, of many people who are in, in that position. And she's got two kids and a mortgage and a husband. I mean, again, you know, this, this is the opportunity to focus on the positive and to focus on what we can control. Um, and, and to give, here's my, here's my one big thing that I want to leave everybody with that I remind myself every single day is give yourself some fucking grace. Yeah. My God. Give yourself the grace and the, this, and, and the, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. I'm no. writing this down. I'm going to quote you. Yeah, because it it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of like being being mad at yourself, saying how you could do better. A friend of mine, um, Victoria Gracie, she's a great person to follow, by the way. Um, she posts so many beautiful, inspirational things. She was like, everybody who's out there being super efficient and is, you know, utilizing their time to do all these projects around their house and to just be you know, really busy during this downtime. Can we just acknowledge that it's okay to do nothing? Can we acknowledge that like there's something beautiful and special and pressing restart and actually putting the phone down, 
sitting down, turning on some music, painting, drawing. Or watching 90 Day Fiance. Like. <laughs> <laughs> watching some, you know, some, uh, some junk TV. Yeah. But it's, but it's true. Like, it's okay to do mindless activities. It's okay to waste time. I mean, what other opportunity are we going to have in our lifetimes to kind of I usually in- can't even sit my ass down on the couch, like literally. And it's, it's crazy because, right, so this morning, Ryan Sternhead was on an interview with uh, on Lab Code Agents, and he said, listen, you can you have to relax because he says when the market picks back up, you're going to wish that you fucking relaxed during these times. He goes, for sure, we still have to work, we still have to take calls, we still have to, to get things going because we have things to do if, if you're still working, you know? Yeah. But he said, when, when things get back to normal, he's like, it's going to come at you like a train, like how busy you're going to become. So he's like, take the time to chill. I, I time. agree with that. Yeah. And you know what? Like another question that someone asked in the comments, they said, you know, what are you doing for work right now? Like, are you doing consultations? Like what's, what's your situation out okay. there in LA? Let's talk about that. Um, so fortunately one of my listings, um, you know, he, he decided it was a $3 million listing. He decided not to sell. He wants to rent it out now, but I had done a virtual tour, um, on Zillow where it's oh. like the 3d camera. And so you're able to actually save that as a URL. Oh, well, so you see why we have to do that now? Like, it's not just because of the COVID. It's because of listening to what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went in before the COVID crisis happened, and I went to the 3D virtual app for Zillow Premier Agents, and I went through and I took 3D photos of every single room, the front porch, the backyard, everything. And I had my own little URL. Well, we decided to lease it out. And I thought, you know what? Everyone's sitting at home doing nothing right now. I may as well just put it up for lease and see what happens. I got an application within 48 hours. This was prior to us even, for full price, by the way, which was almost $9,000, a month for a high-end lease in Manhattan Beach. I sent the agent the link and I said, look, we're technically not allowed to show property right now, but here's the link. They walked by the property. They saw the link. Two days later, we get deemed an essential service. I'm able to like wear my mask and go meet her over there so she can walk through the property. We just did their background check and now they're going to get the property. So that, that shows right there that like I can still do work. Um, I can still send properties. Um, this is a really, really, really great opportunity if you have buyers to call the hold listings. Call all the listings that went on hold. Now that we're deemed essential, pick up the phone, call the agent, be like, how motivated is your client? Yeah. You know, because I'll tell you, you know, what's going to happen as soon as this like uh, stay at home order is lifted, you know, what's going to happen. There's going to be a fucking flood of inventory and there's going to be a zillion homes to hit the market at once. And the buyers are going to go, yes. And the sellers are going to be like, shit. It's like, listen, do you want to be the only girl at the dance? Mr. and Mrs. Seller, right? Because there are buyers at home right now doing nothing. The ones who do have a stable job. They're online, and that's why you have to be online. The importance of doing things online because people are just online, like this scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. There's no inventory right now because all the fearful sellers, with good reason. Temporarily off market. Yeah, I get it. Off market. My strategy, I have a listing coming soon from million five. Um, I haven't been able to take photos until now. We're going to go take photos. I'm going to, I'm going to launch that bad boy. Not the way I had planned before, but 
but in a, in a digital way where I'm going to have, I'm going to take some really great camera work. We're going to do some, you know, digital walkthroughs. We're going to have the 3d tour. We're going to do whatever we can to send postcards out, do whatever we need to do to get the word out that this is the most affordable four bedroom, three and a half bath with a pool in the South Bay. You, you see, know, it's like you're still working. You're just doing it different. I, I'm I, with my kids screaming in the background and doing whatever, but I'm still working. Everyone else is. And so the person on your phone probably has their kids screaming in the background too. <laughs> so you talked about sellers, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about buyers. So I have a mortgage background. So I'm super, super well-versed when it comes to mortgages. And so I have two buyers right now. Well, I have two buyers. It's like their home is under contract and going to close soon. So they have to buy it. But I couldn't be, and this is why sometimes I felt like some people were being very judgmental with realtors who were still working. And right. I'm like, you don't know everyone's situation. There's people that need to move. It's not because sometimes it's a health issue. Sometimes it's a mind, uh, they're taking care of a parent and there's no space issue that you don't know what's going on. And there's people that needed to move. So I had buyers that we actively had to look. So because of that, I had to take precautions. People were still very motivated. And you know what I found? When I have buyers, not only are they getting this crazy, insane interest rate that I've never seen in my entire career, but mm-hmm. also the sellers that were willing to show the properties and still sell, they are, they're extremely motivated. So it was such a win-win for both mm-hmm. transactions. Yeah. And I also have buyers that it was already a little bit complicated for us to meet up. But like you were saying, now is such a good opportunity to we just set up Zoom calls. Now I have a job form for my buyer consultations. And then, you know, I just ask all the questions on job form. That way I can just save them the PDF instead of meeting them in person. So that is true. And I notice also the people that want to work with me now, they're very motivated and they're very high, high quality, right? Those are people that need to move. So I'm still working just remotely, I guess, you know, and it's totally cool. Yeah. And you know what? Anyone judging anyone can go fuck themselves. That's what I think. Yeah, I think so too. And um, I actually, I don't know if, if Gigi is still on the call. Gigi, you still there? Because I'm not seeing any of the like people uh, typing. Um, if Gigi is still there, she she and I spoke the other day. Yeah, we were talking about, um, you know, what can she do right now to to reach out to people, right? She's so eager to to keep working. And um, And I said, listen, right now is not the time to be like, how can I help you with your real estate needs? Right. Right now is the time to reach out and be like, hey, elderly neighbor, you know, if you have prescriptions that you need me to pick up at CVS or Walgreens, I'm healthy and I'm happy to go do that for you and drop them off at your doorstep. Um, You know, hey, friend down the street who I knew is in the restaurant business. um, Can I can I deliver some fresh groceries to you? You know, here's a, here's a hundred dollar gift card to Whole Foods or whatever. Or even I mean, encouraging small businesses. If you know that they're they own like our little restaurant, like order from there. Like try to encourage the people that you know. Do a social media post mm-hmm. where you you actually like promote somebody online and say, hey, um, you know, get takeout this week from here. Mention my name and get ten percent off free delivery or whatever it is. Um, or or offer to go pick the food up. Exactly. For them. Yeah, it's like, not just like we have to, you know, we can still work, but we can't be selfish. No, people are going to, people are not going to remember a marketing piece that you sent them in the mail during this time, but they are going to remember how you left them feeling during a time that was very hard. 
right? Calling your past clients and just being like, Hey, just checking in on you. Like, and this is something I need to do. I have not done this yet because the last two weeks have been batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, so this week, my homework for myself is to call all of my past clients, all anybody who's ever referred me business and to just say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, how and genuinely, I, I don't want anything in return. I genuinely want to know how you and your family are doing. Is there anything you need? That's it. And that's the perfect, like now, like what else? Like, I I don't know what else you can really talk about because it's so important to check on people. And, you know, we've been calling people and you you did discuss also, um, you know, what your food and everything, what are you doing um, workout wise? So for me, I was like, and I said it before, I'm like, I live in a, I live in a building that has like this nice gym. I have my Equinox membership. I remember last week even going to Equinox and not putting anything on social media because I'm like, people are going to start throwing tomatoes at me because I went to a gym, you know? But I'm like, I need to work out to feel sane, right? So I remember going to Equinox in the morning and the same night we get, you know, that email that's like, hey, you know, members, da, 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 we're closing. The gym, in my, the gym in my building is closed. So I've been... Um, so a lot of apps are free right now. So the Down Dog apps, like Down Dog Yoga and the Hit H-I-I-T app, they're free. So I've been like, I literally set up my balcony with um, yoga mats and some weights. And I'm trying to do like, I usually work out for over an hour, but it's like, I feel like I'm having trouble doing that. So I'm working out for maybe half an hour-ish. That's plenty. That's plenty. Yeah. That's all I need. I mean, right now I'm even getting notifications that Hot 8 Yoga has a live video right now. So yeah, all these people have live videos. It's so cool. So follow your favorite celebrities who you have admire. Have kids join you. Like my daughter oh, yeah. just joined me and who cares? It, it teaches them physical exercise. Fitness. And I will say that if you live in an urban area, um, you know, where you don't have a lot of outdoor space to, to work out in, um, order a jump rope, order a jump rope on Amazon and, um, and do 30, do 30 seconds jumping and then 30 seconds rest, 30 seconds jumping, 30 seconds rest. There's a free app called interval where you can actually set up the 30 seconds on 30 seconds off and it'll make a clapping noise or a bell dinging. So you don't have to keep looking What's at your call and you What's can it call it's called interval. Okay. I'll text it to you. Okay. Intervals. Okay. Um, I do jump rope. Um, my husband and I bought an assault bike. It's the bike where you have like the arms that go like this. Oh yeah. Um, and that's it all 30 yeah. seconds off, 30 seconds off, but you do that for 10 minutes, 30 seconds on 30 seconds off. You will be dripping sweat. Um, you know, just weight resist, getting resistance bands, just getting a and the 20, weight, they have like small weights too, that you can just yeah. do different things and lift 30 minutes, 30 minutes is all you need to just yeah. get your blood moving. You'll, you know, produce some more endorphins, get that dopamine going, mm-hmm. um, you know, and take a walk with your kids, ride a bike, you know, get out, get outside. The rules don't say you can't get outside. You just can't go like congregate in a park with, you know, 10 people, <laughs> but you can go on a bike ride. You can go on a walk. Um, you know, Even with the kids, like I went on a walk with, with my daughter the other day and my dog. And it's like, I was rediscovering where I live because there's a bunch of places I didn't know I had, you know, there's so much we can do just working out wise. And even if you have kids and, and I always said it, I'm like, I'm a single mom guys and I find time to work out even half an hour a day. So like, now's the time and I feel like it makes me feel better you know we're talking about the depression and feeling down just working out even sometimes like I don't even have that time sometimes I'll do like 15 minutes of yoga and I feel better 
And then when my daughter joins me, the other day I caught her on the balcony by herself doing like a ground dog. I was like, oh, you know, it's teaching them, you know, physical exercise. So we're gonna five minute meditation. Oh, by the way, if your kids are having trouble sleeping, the Headspace app has meditations for children. Oh, I didn't know that. And it helps my daughter fall asleep at night. Like, let's say she wants to hang out. I just make her listen to the meditation for four minutes and she knocks out. That's such a good tip. I love that. Yeah. So one last question. And that's more for me, just for us to like help people out. Um, So do you have any books, apps, or resources you can recommend for people who are either struggling with time management or with their kids or occupying them? Just like give us a breakdown of a couple of apps or resources. Yeah. The the five-minute journal. Oh, I love it. Me too. (laughs) The five-minute journal is so great because it helps you focus on positive things, you know, five things that you're grateful for. Uh, how did, how did the day go? How, how could it have gone differently? Um, and so it has a space where you can, you know, wake up in the morning and write and it's five minutes, five minute journal. And then sometimes even less. And then at nighttime, before you go to bed, opening it up and documenting how the day went, um, you'd be surprised how powerful that is. That is hands down. One of my favorite physical things. Um, and then as far as an app goes, I use this free uh, guided meditation app called, uh, just be, or just being, I'll send you the link to it. Um, I love her voice. I love, you know, how just, we can do a five minute, 10 minute, 30 minute, doesn't matter, but she'll guide you through a, a really great meditation. Um, you know, and, and it's really the fact that they're free you know, it's, it's really cool. So that's what I like. So on my end, I really like YouTube <laughs> for my daughter. So like, I like YouTube just in general, because I feel like if I have 10, 15 minutes, I'll watch like a Ryan Surhan video or a Tom Ferry video. And for my daughter, she's like more bored than usually. So there's a bunch of like hip hop choreographies for toddlers. I love that. Where they like teach the choreographies to the kids. Like we don't know from the beginning to the end and yet they have a song and they do like a mini choreography. So that's been really awesome. Uh, I really like, and I spoke about it before in really from Canada. Um, I really like Headspace because um, Headspace is kind of like, depending on how I'm feeling, they have a meditation for that. They have two and one minute meditations and they have the whole section for kids. So it's like, we can both use it. And Mm -hmm. I really, really like the, you know, like I said, the down dog ass just for, even if you have 10 minutes, you have time to like work out and also Google calendar because, you know, there's all, my daughter has all those online classes. Like she's doing her piano via Zoom. She's doing her ballet via Zoom. And I'm like, if I don't put it in my calendar, like I'm just, it's just going to, the day's going to go by and I'm going to have no excuse. I'm going to have no excuse. Like, oh, yeah. sorry, I was home. I forgot. You can't have the excuse of, I'm so busy. Be like, no, no you're not. No. But thank you so much. That was really awesome. And I want to just point out, we did not plan on wearing you. No, no. This is just like. This is the second time. It's really the gold dress that you passed me and we were matching. That's so great. I honestly am so grateful for our friendship and um, we're, we're by coastal buddies. Yeah, right? you are. Hey, baby. Because <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like, you know, I felt like it's important to talk about, you know, just being working moms and how we're dealing with it. So anything else you want to add? Um, no, just keep your head up. This too shall pass. Um, nobody's perfect. Perfect is played out. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 10 of Moms on the Grind. It was such a pleasure to have you guys. I do think that this was one of my best episodes yet. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moms on the Grind. You can follow me on social media at Sarah Desimores. And today's guest, I'm going to put her information in the show notes for her name is Taya DiCarlo, D-I-C-O-C-A-R-L-O. And guys, once again, thank you so, so, so much. If you guys have any suggestions for interviews or even topics you want me to talk about, please DM me on Instagram, email me. The information is in the box below as well. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it.